You're listening to I Am Sherry Goodall, the podcast about starting a business as a midlife career woman. Conversations with friends, reviews, ideas, and random thoughts. Now here's Sherry. Welcome to another episode of the I Am Sherry Goodall podcast. I am always excited to bring you the guests that I have. And today I have a really good girlfriend here. My friend, the Candy Cole. Candy Cole and I have been friends for many years now, probably close to 13 years or more. And I wanted to invite Candy on because she actually has a full-time, actually high-demand professional career. But in the middle of this COVID-19 pandemic, and we are sheltered in place, I happened to be following Candy on social media and noticed that she had been putting up a lot of videos of cooking, of herself cooking with her daughter. And after I started talking to her, she told me why, and she now has become a brand that you want to follow on social media called Cooking Like Candy. So welcome to the podcast, Candy Cole, and I'm gonna let her tell you more about what she's doing. (laughs) Well, basically what I'm doing is easy. I cook dinner or I make desserts or if I have leftovers, I'll make a brunch because we don't really wake up that early since we're shut in and our sleep uh, habits are all over the place. So I just cook and um, it's just something that I feel like everybody is doing or should be doing. But um, there's a lot of people who started asking me for recipes since everybody's at home. Hey, Candy, how do you make Mm -hmm. your cabbage? Hey, Candy, how do you do this? So I was just like, you know, and instead of me sending out a million recipes, I'll just record it, you know? Yes. So let's, let's backtrack a little bit and let's find out like, how did you get into cooking? What, like, where did you learn from a family member or like, what got you into cooking to start with? I like to eat and um, I'm I'm really picky. I'm a very picky eater. I've been a picky eater since I've been a kid. So uh, I started to cook because, uh, actually I started to cook because I was a mom and I had to feed my kids the right things because we couldn't just eat out. Um, So I started the basic cooking then, but um, I started wanting food and I wanted to cook it and eat it myself. So I just started experimenting and just created and developed the craft for it. Wow. And so now that you're cooking, I mean, how how did this come about? Like, Say the whole story, because there's more to the story than the way you're telling it. Well, we we were just shut in the house. You know, the quarantine is happening, and we really are just, you know, safe at home, and everything is closed. And Ty, my daughter Ty, she's hungry. She likes to eat, and she's not a simple kid. You can't just make her a hot dog. She don't eat that. She wants a real meal, so you can't make her... A, a pot roast without adding some macaroni and cheese or some sweet potatoes. She wants the whole thing. So, um, you know, I was preparing my meal for her and I thought about it. You know, somebody wanted to know how to make this because they like the way I make it. So I was like, hey, Ty, grab a camera. Let's record this, you know, and I'll just go live on my Instagram and just show as I prepare because there isn't nothing else to do, you know. So it started off right. with just me making dinner for Ty because we don't have anything else to do. I wanted to entertain my social media with the dinner for all of my friends and family members who may have wanted the recipe. And I think that one day alone, the very first meal, I had over 400 views 
and about 50 to 60 comments and compliments on that one video. So I said, okay, let's do this again tomorrow. You know, it kind of picked up. So it's like, well, I mean, I have to cook every day. So regardless if I'm making dinner or leftover, eating leftovers and I decide to make a breakfast or a brunch, I just decided that because people enjoyed it so much that I can go ahead and do this daily. Wow. And so here we are now you have a cooking channel or a, a YouTube channel of you cooking. And let me tell you, some of your recipes, not some of them, but some in particular, the ones with the uh, with the Old Bay seasoning, because, you know, I'm a Baltimore girl. <laughs> I'd be like over here salivating like, oh, my God, that looks so good. <laughs> and people are sending in requests. Is that correct? They are. Yes, they are requesting. And actually. I didn't even think of YouTube, you know? I was just posting daily, and I, no lie, Sherry, I had about 100 different people to message me to say, put this on YouTube. This should be on YouTube. You should start a YouTube. So I'm like, okay, all right, all right. You know, so I just went and did some research, and, you know, I'm like, I'm not ready, but then one of the cool things about YouTube was it's like, hey, just let your, your viewers start off with you, and you'll grow, and they can grow with you. So... Yeah, I just started posting stuff because of the response that I was getting. And so how long have you actually been on YouTube? Because we're only, what, about 30, close to 40 days into COVID. So I it's probably maybe three weeks, um, not a full three weeks, if three weeks, not long. And you have almost 150 followers now. Yeah, they say yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> they I've been watching it. I've been watching it and it was so important for me and I really, really wanted to bring you on and talk because people have passions, people have things that they like to do that they take for granted that everybody knows how, like being a good cook. Yeah. And I love that you've done that. And so we were talking about um, Aunt Fee, who, God rest Aunt Fee, who was a huge YouTube star for her cooking and her mouth. <laughs> yes, I love her. Yes, but who are some of the, the people that you look to or do you watch any particular shows around cooking or anything? I, honestly, I have only watched them on accident. You know, you're too lazy to get up and turn this channel. I know Rachel Ray used to come on back in the day and this was years ago that I would see. I don't know if she still comes on now, but I would just watch her use olive oil. I, you know, I was not into olive oil at all because I grew up in a house where you cook whatever we can afford and, you know, so I was a younger um, mom and I would watch her just use olive oil. So that was really inspiring for me to see all of the different uses for olive oil. And then I started to transition into oils versus using lard or grease or Crisco oil. So then um, I know stumbling through YouTube or watching different social medias, um, Aunt V, believe it or not, she was probably my inspiration for me starting now what I'm doing because what I loved about her, she wasn't professional, she wasn't polished. I seen her fried chicken in a tin foil pan one time and I'm like, what is this lady doing? But it was, <laughs> it was, it was her way, you know, it was her way, the way she cooked it. And apparently everybody who ate her food enjoyed it because she knew what she was doing and she used what she had. And she made it work. And that just made me remember growing up, you know, we ate what was available and it was good. You know, my mom put together combinations of whatever it was, never heard of it. You'll never see it in the store, but she made it happen and we had something to eat. So a combination of just growing up and visiting different restaurants and then watching, you know, the Rachel Rays of this world, or I love watching Chopped 
even though I would never cook half of the things that are in those chopped baskets, is just watching people creatively put together things and make them good. That's what motivated me. Wow. Wow. So what are some of your favorite recipes so far? Or let me ask you, let me make that a twofold question. What's your favorite thing to cook and what are what what have you cooked that's gotten the most response? Um, my favorite thing to cook is is really soul food, only because I've cooked it for so long and I can cook it in my sleep. You know, it's it's second nature to me. Um the what has gotten the most response would be um I want to say my soul food. And then I did a um, a Chinese shrimp fried rice recipe. Never done it before. That one blew up because, uh, and, I, and I don't want to say I started this trend, but nobody's ever posted it on my social media feed after I posted it. Everybody is posting it. And that's good because I'm not saying I inspired it or influenced it, but I see it now. And I made a shrimp fried rice. I'm seeing everybody make shrimp fried rice and it's looking really good. I made homemade vegetable egg rolls. I'm seeing everybody make egg rolls now. But what I did that they didn't do is I made a homemade sweet and sour sauce from scratch. Ooh. And I didn't have a recipe. I kind of just used my ratatouille senses and I put together some stuff. And, um, but that video has done really well, really, really well. It's okay, Candy. You can take ownership and say that, yes, you inspired them. And, you know, but one funny story. I did a um, chicken and waffle. That video did really well, too, but I did a chicken I remember and lemon that waffle. And the lemon waffle was uh, inspired by a restaurant in Georgia. You know, I lived around in so many different states. But in Georgia, I went to one restaurant, and they had a lemon waffle. So I've never seen anybody make a lemon waffle anywhere else. And even when I tried to go YouTube to say, hey, has anybody ever made it? Nobody's ever really made one. So in my preparation as I'm recording, I say, so I'm going to make a chicken and waffles, but mine is going to be a lemon waffle. And let me see who's going to say they've already made that one. And a friend of mine commented and she laughed so hard and she said, that is so funny because nobody's ever made that one. So if that trend starts, you can definitely put your name on it. Yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. So now that you're home and who knows, we may be going back to work and getting out the house in a few more weeks, but what is it that has you excited and has you popping out of bed each morning? Um, first of all, just the opportunity to get up, you know, um, there's so many people who aren't, especially in this time, there's so many people that are, are being lost to this tragedy of this, this disease that's going around. So many people that just don't have that opportunity. So first and foremost, every single day that I can get up, I, I get up and I'm very grateful for it. But then I have uh, Ty, she's 19 years old and she models me to a T. So, you know, even in trying times or even when things aren't as uh, we always thought they would be, um, right now we're living in a different world, one that we never knew about. I still got to get up and show her that I'm still motivated. And I have to show her that regardless of how things are on the outside, you still control what you can do. So that's my motivation. That's why I get up, you know, one, because God gave me breath. And then two, because I have a kid who's looking at me and watching me. So I have to show her exactly how you handle adversity, how you handle trying times and how you kick days, but even when there aren't good days. Yes. Yes, that, I love that. That's awesome. And we do have to be the examples for our children. And we're going to talk about your child for a minute, too. We're going to come back to that because th th this little little old soul that you gave birth to, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love her so dearly, but she's 
uh, unlike any young adult I've ever seen. And let, so let me talk about that for just a minute because I wanna talk about um, you and becoming a kind of accidental, accidental social media manager, social media guru, because now that you have this following happening and you're finding yourself, you know, creating a YouTube channel, you now have, it had the, the Cooking Like Candy brand actually has its own Instagram, is that correct? Cooking Like Candy has its own Instagram, has its own email account, and soon to be own everything. Look at that. Look at that. So let's talk about that. How are you marketing or branding Cooking Like Candy? Especially without having had a background in it, right? Yeah. Um, I started off just, um, again, it, it's still growing and it's still building. Um, so right now I'm doing my own promotion. Um, you know, if you like what you see, go ahead and, and, and you know, subscribe to my channel. Um, it was birthed in my Instagram story. So Instagram story just gets you know, the little, hey, follow my, subscribe to my YouTube channel if you want to see more. Um, and then for everybody who likes what they see, who reach out to me directly, I'm very responsive, very responsive because I don't want to leave anybody hanging, especially once I have their attention. So when they reach out and say, hey, can you give me the instructions? I missed the video. Oh, well, I put everything step by step on my YouTube channel. So go check out my YouTube channel. And if you like it, subscribe. And now that I'm learning YouTube, um, I'm learning how to, you know, get certain watched hours. Of course, you want to make your videos a little more lengthier so you can get more watched hours from that. But I tie my Facebook is more popular than my Instagram. My Facebook gives me so much more feedback. So what I started to do was post the actual video onto my Facebook page because now for all of the people who don't actually watch stories because they're a little more mature in age, and they don't really watch the, the stories that go by, they get to look at the YouTube clip and say, oh, wow, I did miss this. Let me go ahead and click it, and it automatically directs that view back to my YouTube page. So, so far, that's it. Uh, there are, are some things cooking up in the future because, of course, I have to really go all out and brand this thing. I'm working on a commercial. I'm working on perfecting my videos because um, although I wanted my videos to start off really authentic and just this is just the kitchen cooking, um, I realized that I want a bigger reach and a bigger audience. And again, I wanted my people to grow with me. In my earlier videos, I said, hey, I cook on paper plates because I don't wash dishes. But now I'm plating on real plates because it's more attractive, you know? And as much as I don't want to use plates and I would rather my disposable paper plates, I have to really remember where I'm trying to go with this. And, you know, I'm learning as I go. And I'm growing and, you know, I'm still learning all of my different strategies of how I am marketing myself. Yes, yes. And I'm glad you said that because um, years ago, this has been probably, wow, probably at least 10 years or more ago, um, I was at a conference actually in Chicago called Blog Her. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's B-L-O-G-H-E-R. And one of the keynote speakers, it was Reed Drummond, who is the pioneer woman over on the cooking channel. Yeah, I like her. At too. that time, she had just, she was a food blogger who had just been discovered by the cooking channel. And she talked about things just like you're talking about. How, you know, she realized the importance of kind of the aesthetics of the way her food looked when she put it on the plate and, you know, how it arranged and, you know, keeping it looking like it was hot and all of those things. And it just started becoming a thing that snowballed. And if you know anything about her, I mean, now she has stuff everywhere. She's got, I think, uh, 
if I remember correctly, I think I saw a, a dish set line and some cooking ware in, in, in Walmart. She's got a ton of cookbooks. She's got her own TV show um, on the uh, Food Network. You know, I mean, she's got all these things. So you can come from a very simple place yeah. And become something really big if that's what you want to do. Absolutely. So I'm glad you, you mentioned that because people don't realize it can be something really simple, but you love it and it grows. Yeah. So let's talk about Ty for a minute because I oh. know that your baby girl is a artist. She's actually a yeah. singer. She has quite a big following um, and you're a momager. And would you say that being a momager has also helped you in your journey with this? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, because business is business, you know, being a momager, um, being, having a business background for my career, you, you attack business the same way if you want the same results. Now, depending on the audience and who you're targeting, that's what changes. But just being in it with her and learning how social media and all of that stuff responds to her and what we put out, um, understanding the importance of content when it comes down to her, and now relating that same understanding to what I'm doing. It all coincides and, and it's, you know, hand and foot. It, it's the same processes, just different outcomes. But yeah, working with her for all these years, because she's been developing for years, and all of the things that we've learned, they have become second nature. You know, it's not even a question anymore. I just do it because it's what I know to do, because it's what I've learned through her. And I may not always think, oh, because this is how I learned this. It's just something that has adapt I've adapted to because of managing her. Yeah, yeah. And so um, talk about Ty a little bit. What is she doing these days? And how is she, where is she with uh, everything in terms of performance? And she's in school too, right? She's in school. Although well, nobody's in school right now. But um, right. she's a, <laughs> Right before we had this big pandemic, um, she was on a really big climax. She had come off of about, um, she had a back-to-back -back tour, um, CIAA tour, which was one with six weeks, and then she picked up another one for an additional four weeks. So she was on a 10-week tour. Um, she has an album or EP that released, and she's been out just putting her music out. She had back-to-back -back album signings and meet and greets, and tons of fans got to come out and meet her. Um, she's performed for high school, so she's booked to go speak to young kids. She's booked to just go and, and talk and teach and inspire. Um, that's the artist side of her. The student side of her, uh, her first year of college, she ran for Miss Freshman for Tennessee State University, and she was there for Miss Freshman, which was a queen, but she had more of a political stand. Her major is political science because she really, really believes and making an impact for others. She's not so much trying to be the president, but she's definitely trying to be a senator where she's enforcing laws to help better the people. Um, she started um, a trap garden because she likes her trap music, but she wanted to teach the community how to garden because a lot of the inner cities have really good fertile soil and they don't know how to use the soil in their communities, one. And two, a lot of those inner city community communities are, um, their food deserts. They don't have the right supply of nutritious foods in their grocery stores. So right. she came up with another organization and they decided to do a trap garden in which she was a founder of that. And she did gardening and taught the community how to actually garden. Um, she came up with an organization called Zero Gravity where she went to different elementary schools and she mentored 
young girls. And the concept behind Zero Gravity was nothing can hold you down. And, you know, she had um, topics like the difference between weight, W-A-I-T, and weight, W-E-I-G-H-T. Um, one of her topics was she has a big butt. And it's not just because you're a girl and you think you got a butt, but your big butt means don't let anybody end your statement. Let your butt continue on and find different ways and make sure that if it's going to stop, it has to stop for a applause or reason. Um, and just so many other topics and she just does so much. She really believes in people. She believes in helping people. She believes in making a difference. And um, she's very talented. Her music is her ministry. But she has this contagious personality that once people meet her, you know, even before she was where she is, she had hundreds of kids and parents emailing her and saying, hey, can you talk to my daughter? Or my daughter admires you so much. What advice can you give her? And just all these random strangers who just reach out and say, hey, you know, I just watched this video and I thought that this was this. And she responds. She talks back to everybody. And it's so yes. beautiful that she makes time just to be that person for them. And she remembers. I don't know where she gets her memory from, Sherry. You probably can tell her. She she can recall every conversation that she has. She has a gift with people that I don't even have. And I think I'm really good with people. But she's, she's really gifted and she's blessed. Well, she is definitely a, a chip off the old block. She's definitely a version of you. Maybe she's <laughs> maxed it and leveled it up some, but she is a lot like you. And she's one of my favorite, and I want to say kids, but she's not. She's she's a young I woman. <laughs> I know. But the thing about that is, you know, our kids learn a lot from seeing us and hearing that she's created a garden is really interesting to me. Now, have you um, been able to use any of the food from the garden in your uh, cooking in the past prior to the shut-in? No, she did it all in Tennessee. And at the time I was living in Georgia. So we weren't, you know, in close range. If I were, I would have, you know. And unfortunately now we don't have a yard because we're in Maryland and uh, we have a great community, but we don't have a yard. I didn't really I was going to say, don't act like Maryland don't have yards. We have yards in Maryland. <laughs> no, I, didn't want, I didn't want one. I didn't want the maintenance of one. So I preferred the concrete. However, you know, there's some parts of us that says, man, if we could be growing our own food right now, because she knows how, and that's something that I would love to eat my own produce, that would be amazing. So then I'm going to challenge you all to start, what is it, the hydroponic gardens? Have you seen oh, those? Home? Yes. I, I, I think so. I can't say yes, but I think so. So you have to check that out. And then we're going to have to have another discussion because I feel like that's something that you all can and would do. So it's, it's, it's the hanging gardens. You can build them and have it right there in your kitchen or on your balcony and in, in your back patio or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, it's really interesting. And I've actually, I think I do know what you're talking about more so now. And I've seen it and it, and it struck interest for me. So I'm like, mm, that's something that I can do. Alongside that, you know, we were making some stuff and I was like, hey, my, you can package this up. So it's a lot of stuff in the works when it comes down to growth. And there's a lot of ideas that are really brewing up and it all stems from, you know, cooking like candy. And, and so what's really interesting to me, listening to you talk, is that you don't seem afraid to try anything. Absolutely not. No. Where does that come from? Because most people um, would be afraid. I've just never been afraid. Um, I, I'm not afraid to lose. I'm not afraid to not do well. 
I'm not afraid to, you know, I, I'm okay with not getting things the way that I want them. I mean, of course, I want things to work the way I want them to. But, you know, to me, there's no defeat in it because you learn and then you have opportunity to do it again if you choose. So the worst case scenario is things won't turn out right. You know, I baked a cake for the first time and it didn't turn out right. So it's like, oh, I didn't get discouraged and say, oh, I don't want cake anymore. I said, okay, this is what I think I did wrong. Let me try it again and make me sure I pay more attention so that I can catch that detail that I've missed. So, yeah, I, I love taking risks because as long as I get the breath to get up every single day, there's so much more for me to tackle. So I'm not afraid of, of losing. I'm not afraid of, of defeat. I'm not afraid of failing because you only fail when you quit, you know? Yes, yes. You balance a lot of things. So you just really have add another thing to your plate. So let's go down the list now. So you're a, yes. you're a mom and you're a momager. That's yes. two jobs right there. You have a full-time job and and in your full-time job, what do you what do you do in your full-time job? Um I'm the director of operations uh, for a company, so I oversee the operations department for over 250 stores, for about 250 stores retail. Yeah, so you've got a, a lot of people running under you and depending on, on your direction. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. And now you're adding this whole cooking venture that you're on. Yeah, and I can, how, you know, I can juggle it. How do you juggle it? Because I hear so many people like, I can't, I don't have enough time. I got one more thing. And you travel a lot, too. I travel a lot. So how do you how do you tie all those loose ends, all those pieces together? And and just so listeners can be clear, you don't have a job where it's, you know, you just kind of show up when you do. You're there mm -hmm. like eight to five or longer, sometimes five days Seven a week, maybe sometimes. Yeah, I'm committed. Yeah, I put in the hours. <laughs> um, so the mom side of things, um, I had a lot of years and I had a head start as a mom prior to entering into my serious career. So I was able to be a mom and then um, just go to school as my leisure, even though it was very important. I was able to be a mom first and I was able to implement those fundamentals and I was able to structure Ty in a way that I wanted her to grow up. Um, so now Ty's a young adult, so she's, she's okay. She's a young adult, she's okay. So I don't have to worry about you know her as much. Now she pretty much just picks up and goes. Um, as far as work goes, it's it's not always the same, so it's not really as consistent, but it's consistent. Work has to end, you know? Even though I may put in a little extra hour here or a half hour there, there's a time where you have to shut that off. So then when I'm home and I wind down, just because I'm home doesn't mean that my mind stops, you know? And a lot of times when people say, oh, I'm so tired or, you know, I don't have enough time, you really burn the same amount of energy just being awake as you do when you are doing different projects. Unless you're doing real strenuous manual labor. So I excuse those people because if you're doing manual labor, you're very tired. But if you're really just doing um, desk work or office work or you're doing a lot of critical thinking, when you get off of work, your critical thinking doesn't stop. So what I do in that time is I prepare things, I, I think things, I move around. And physically, it's not causing me anything that's going to make me tired. So it's just a matter of, of time management, balancing your time, remembering when you're off, you're off. 
as committed, as dedicated, as hardworking as you are, there's a time where you're supposed to cut off that switch for work. And then you need to make time for you. Fortunately for me, I like to cook. So it's not work for me. So that's my me time, you know? So that's what I dedicate those hours to. Awesome. Well, this time is going by really, really fast for Hasn't us. Hasn't it? Hasn't it? Yes. So let me ask you, if people want to catch up to you and see what you're cooking, where can they find you again? They can find me. Please subscribe to my YouTube at Cooking Like Candy on YouTube. And I'm the only Cooking Like Candy, so you won't have to pick between who. I made sure of that when I chose my name. Cooking Like Candy. You'll see all of my videos that I've recorded. Or you can find me on Instagram, Cooking Like Candy. Or you can just search for candy underscore sweets and you can be linked to me from that way. So three different ways to find me. Cooking like candy on YouTube, cooking like candy on Instagram, or candy underscore sweets on Instagram, and you'll be linked to me in that way. And how do you spell candy? C-A-N-D-Y. Okay. All right. So that's it. You guys can find her in all of those places. I encourage you to make sure that you go check out cooking like candy. Candy, I like to end this with what I call rapid fire. It's a okay. fun game where I ask people questions and they come up with whatever crosses their mind first. Okay. You ready? I am. <laughs> Don't be afraid. It, it won't bite you. I'm going to okay. ask you something that I think you can answer really quickly. Cake or pie? Cake. <laughs> That's funny. I thought you were going to say pie. Um, okay. Sneakers or stilettos? Sneakers. Sneakers. Okay. Last question. If you were to run for president, who would your vice president be? It could be anybody, real or fictitious. If I were to run for president, my vice president would be Tiana Murray. <laughs> you know what? She would be a very good vice president. Yes. <laughs> she would probably secret secretly be running the country. <laughs> She's so passionate. Yes, yeah, she would. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the show. And I can't wait to see what you're going to be cooking next. Thank you so much, Sherry, for having me. It's an amazing opportunity. And yeah, thanks. It's been really fun. Thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to leave a review or drop me a message with your feedback. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, follow me on all social media, and watch this episode on my YouTube channel. You can find me everywhere at I am Sherry Goodall. And if you like what you're hearing, donate in the Anchor FM app or through Patreon so that I can make more content like this for you. And until the next time, be bold and unapologetic. And always remember, I said what I said, and I meant it.